Welcome to Regulars Anonymous. With host, Zachary Landry. Sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store. And hearing what they have to say. I am currently sleeping in my parents' motorhome in their backyard as I visit. And so it's been great. Honestly, it's like smells like camping and stuff. So it's very nostalgic. That's perfect. It's nice mm-hmm. to be home then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how long? So you're here for a week, is it? Uh, about two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. With yeah. lots of things planned. There's like a wedding in there and my sister's visiting from Grand Prairie. And so it's just, it's jam packed, but it's nice to be spread out over two weeks. Yesterday I did nothing. I sat on the couch and like played ukulele all day. And I was like, this is the best. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Because how long have you been playing ukulele now? Um, I picked it up in high school. So probably coming up on like 10 years. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And how long have you been performing? Because I think I might've seen one of your first open mics. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all happened in the downtown area. So, um, yeah, performing, I've been performing a very long time. I was like a a child. I was a dancer as a kid. I was a little tap dancer. So, uh, did that and then little piano recitals and whatever. So been a fan of the stage for a long time and been on them for a while. Um, but for like music, I was in a band in high school. And so that was, a lot of fun and performing all the time with them. What did you do in the band? I sang. Yeah. Yeah. I sang and did harmonies and all that kind of good stuff. Did you write your own stuff or you're doing covers? It was covers mostly. Yeah. Yeah, It was was pretty much all covers. Yeah. I didn't start writing music until, hmm, probably until like 12th grade or like the first year out of high school. Then I realized that, yeah, I could write. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you ever uh, hook up with any of the old bandmates for a reunion or anything um, like that? Are they, are they still playing? Um, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, there's some of them who are have gone on to their own bands. Uh, another Red Deer band, 1002. Oh, yeah. Um, some of those guys, we were in a band together. We were all... It was a cool program. I, I love that I had this program in high school. Probably the reason I completed high school. But we would... Yeah, just meet at lunch periods and we got credits for it and did covers. And it was like, yeah, this, I think it was a saving grace for a lot of us in there because all of us just wanted to do music, but we weren't band kids. Yep. I don't think any of us were really even in band, but we were just like music and like rock and make it happen. Yeah. Um, so there's them. And then there's another girl. She's doing full time music in Nashville. Um, so yeah, a few, quite a few of us, I think. If we're not pursuing music, that's still largely in our lives in one way or another that's super dope because mm-hmm. the yeah mentioning that you weren't necessarily band kids but you still had the drive and interest mm-hmm. to play music it's mm-hmm. nice that the school offered something like that totally and i find honestly red deer high school seemed to have a lot of dope programs like that like yeah i don't know whatever the school is up on the north end where you can just take skateboarding as a what? class yeah because they get the <laughs> skate park right there yeah <laughs> I'm just like what is going on here that's this, amazing i know Anything to keep the kids in school. Like, you know, if you're not good at the whole, like, study, sit in a desk part of it, like... There's got to be something else. You got to have something holding you in there. Like, man. Yeah. So, that's great. I love that they're doing more and broader and broader programming is the best. It's good. Fair enough. I support. So, what would it have been about 
five years after high school that you started writing your own stuff? Um, so I... Hmm. Writing, performing, ukulele. Yeah, yeah, I actually did my first... Um, hmm. I did my first show when I performed my own music. Um, I was probably like... 19 or 20, it was the opening of Meeting Waters. Oh, yes. If you remember that little coffee yeah. shop? Yes. So It's a large coffee shop. It was a large coffee <laughs> shop, yeah. It just wasn't small at all. It was huge. <laughs> um, but it was there, and it was this, like, new artist showcase thing, and everyone got to play, like, three or four songs. And so then that was the first time that I, like, went and played my songs. And I was like, this is me. This is my music. And then, um, yeah, so whenever they opened, I don't really know, but I was probably, like, 1920 um and then shortly after that maybe i don't know timelines are hard yeah but then then i started doing open mics because i like went through this phase of being like very insecure about my music and performing and i was just very like a me thing not many people knew that i played and sang and wrote um and then yeah, just kind of slowly with support from friends and family started doing it again and then i did my first show First, like, you know, two or three hour show at the Velvet Olive, um, like the November before COVID hit. And that yeah. was my first, like, full showcase, had posters and all that kind of cool stuff. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'll turn that off. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's my mom. Hi, Shelly's mom. Yeah. yeah. Tammy. So you mentioned a little bit of anxiety in there. Mm. Um, how have you navigated that since then? I haven't. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it just always exists. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just always there, but it has now, I think, um, the, the biggest thing that changed for me is that I started listening to what people were saying about my performances and then believing what they were saying you know because you're always your biggest critic and so I would do a show and I would be like fixated on the one wrong note or whatever or just like comparing myself to others all the time um and but you know I was getting all this really positive feedback from from my music and from performing and so um yeah just started like doing more like self-hyping up and and um believing in myself and and putting yourself out there um and then just kind of the more the more you kind of go through those motions i think having a little bit of nervousness and anxiety around your art is good because it keeps you on your toes Mm -hmm. um keeps it fresh and you expanding but yeah just like doing it enough that I'm like, okay, I know I can, I can do this proficiently enough that I can get through it. Yeah. And (laughs) I find redirecting that nervous energy into a a good performance. Mm. Cause I found the times that I ate the most shit are the times that I didn't care Yeah, or there was no nervousness or anything. It was just, you know, whether it's, uh, you're worn down or, I don't even know. Maybe, oh, maybe even too confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. But. Yeah. When you get super comfortable, I remember there was a few times like that summer of the Ross Street patio. Oh. Sorry. People coming in. There is. That's great. All right. 
Sorry about all that. And we're back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I said, it typically not like this, but it's always, and I, I find too, just there's always going to be something pop up or happen that just like, okay, how are we going to navigate this now? Yeah. So thank you for being so chill. Totally. I appreciate it. Totally. Yeah. Now that I've completely lost my train of thought. Yeah. Where, where was, it was <laughs> nervousness about, and performing? Yeah. Performing and getting, oh, being overconfident and stuff. And yeah. Oh, okay. Back to Ross Street Patio. Yes. That's what I was talking about. Um, when I, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I like started going there a lot and like started getting really confident and then, and then before I'd have this whole, like, I'm going to stay sober dead sober maybe have like one beer before and then i started getting more and more comfortable and comfortable and then i remember one time i just got like way too high oh, and no. drunk and just like you know i was like i'm just hanging out partying with my friends on the patio and and then i was like okay it's my turn and i'm gonna rock it like i do every time and i just like bombed so hard and was so embarrassed by it yeah. i was like okay fingers start fumbling yeah. slurring words yeah, just exactly. oh yeah getting words and yeah so learn lesson learned absolutely and i think that's just part of the process <laughs> it's you gotta eat shit sometimes you sure do. <laughs> yeah yeah but the more but then when you eat shit and then you also realize that it still wasn't the end of the world then you're like no. okay all right what was it the best no far from it but it uh you're still here you're still alive yeah so, did you die absolutely not yeah yeah and it will never kill you Mm-mm. No, I think that's an important thing for new uh, performers to understand is because I, f- I definitely forget how easy it is for people like us. Like once you've been on stage, yeah. you just walk up there and you don't even think about it. It's just second nature. It's what yeah. you do mm-hmm. versus someone who's getting up for the first time mm-hmm. and how much anxiety or, you know, all the preparation they even put into it totally might just go out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. those nerves override their ability to navigate that situation. Yeah. 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 When I first started doing open mics, I would do one song. That's it. One song. And they were like, you can do two more. And I'd be like, well, like, I don't. I I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's it. One hit wonder. And now I like, and, and now looking Flash forward a few years, um, I host my own open mic and I started it and I like will sometimes randomly play for two hours with no preparation beforehand simply because no one showed up. And mm. I'm like, well, okay. And you just got to show up and yeah, walk on. And then you do have those people who are like super nervous and they're like, this is my first time. And I'm just like, I'm so excited you're here. Exactly. <laughs> Hype them up. Yeah. How long you've been running your own, uh, your own mic? Um, since... Right before last Christmas. So I think coming up on like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens twice a month at a brewery that I was working at. And yeah, it's so fun. Excellent. What brewery is it? Can you say? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, White Sales Brewery. And that's in Nanaimo. Victoria? No, nope, Nanaimo. Nanaimo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In Nanaimo. And so it's a great little spot. It's like there's starting to be a little crew of people that are showing up to it. I freaking cancel it a little too often simply because summer gets busy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they roll with it. there, yeah. And they seem to like me enough that they're like, well, do it when you can. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah. all I can ask for. Yeah, you have to appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. So when did you move from Red Deer to out there? Um, 
I moved to Nanaimo in October of 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You liking it out there? Yeah, I do. I like it. I like it enough. Um, yeah, it's a great place. There's a lot of really great people. It's a really cool music scene. Mm -hmm. um, plus, once getting into the the Gulf Islands and the Discovery Islands that are kind of surrounding, like it's just such a great community and so many like-minded people. And um, yeah, I mean, every place has its highs and lows and I mostly moved out there simply because I didn't want to live in Red Deer anymore mm -hmm. and I was going to go work abroad, but then the vid kept yeah. coming up. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll stay somewhere a little more well, in Lo Canada. Yeah. Local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I moved out there and yeah, there's been a few times where I was thinking of moving to a new place, but it's, uh, it's pretty cozy there. Yeah. But no. still with lots of space to still grow. Like I'm not comfortable yet, mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, so it's good. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And lots of opportunities to perform, I take it? Yeah, yeah. There's um, a really cool downtown music scene um, that I'm really grateful that they accepted me with open arms and got a lot of great friends and opportunities out of that. Um, and yeah, and then I mean, I mean, like... Putting yourself out there anywhere you go is, I think, the more opportunities and the more luck and the more fortune will come to you. Mm. So that's pretty much what I do all the time. I'm just like, I'll, you know. Falling like, forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, somebody catch me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? There always is. Mm. Some, something will catch you. Yep. Yeah. Even if it's just the soft grass and you still have to fall pretty hard, it's still a little softened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, the fall wasn't that bad. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't face first on cement. Exactly. That rarely happens. Rarely. <laughs> Where's a piece of wood? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Dope. So, um, have you done recordings or are you in that process? What's, uh, what's your game plan? Hmm. Game plan. Well, I guess, yeah, but, but, sorry to interrupt. No. Uh, maybe, uh, what's your like songwriting process like? Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's start um, with that and then maybe. Sure. Slowly build. Yeah. Yeah. Um, songwriting process. Um, so the, the background of it is my dad sings a lot and he he i grew up with him singing a lot mm -hmm. he's he would never do it in front of anyone but at home he's like always whistling and singing and things um and he's always changing the words to songs so he would just like muck around and make up words or mad lib a song to match a situ situation um and so then i started doing that and then um and then just making up little ditties for whatever you're doing. I'm like, ooh, I'm washing the dishes or whatever, doing the laundry. Um, and then just like singing about what was going on in my life. Um, so it kind of started that way. And it would just be like singing, nothing, no thought put into like remembering what I was saying. Um, and then and then flash forward is that I'm like doing that a lot and then I'm starting to write things down. Um, but generally it's me just most of the time I'm driving 
I'll be driving. So I have like kind of the base distractions like taken care of, you know, or, or doing the dishes or doing something with my hands. And then I can get into that flow state of just like singing and then voice memo or, uh, yeah, just writing things, writing things down. I'll have like in, there's probably 10 journals and notebooks mm -hmm. that I still cannot get rid of that I've been having since I was like 14 years old. Cause there's like little ditties written around or like this song's written in this book and this song's written in this book. Um, but yeah, the songwriting process is just, I don't know, something will just come to me and like a little lick or a little chorus or some words that sound cool together. Um, and then you just base it around there. The instrument is like the last part of it. I, ukulele is boring. <laughs> I don't know. I, I picked up the uke because it had four strings. It was easy to play. And I didn't play an instrument really at the time. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, oh, this is an easy thing to jam on. Yep. Um, to this day, I'm, I don't really think of myself as a good ukulele player. I don't know how to... Finger picking is very mediocre. Chords besides like that home, like that farthest part down the <laughs> neck. I got that. Anything up here, the rest of the, the neck, useless to me. I don't <laughs> touch it. <laughs> I, yeah. Um... And so it's really just like, and it's small, it's compact. I could, I've, I've busked all over the world with it because I can just take it anywhere. And, but Jesus, there's many times where I'm just like, I need to figure out something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Learn the guitar, goddammit. Like just. <laughs> so do you, that's okay. So you're, it's perfect for your needs, but you're finding that you're kind of maybe looking to grow into something else. Yeah, which is why I picked up the spoons. I've now grown into a spoon player. <laughs> well, did you, you mentioned you did tap dancing? Yeah. Is there a correlation? I think so, a little bit, because just like the, like it's it's good. Yeah, so probably the correlation of just having that beat. Yeah, so spoons are the new thing. So I'll sing and spoon. And it's great because I have a partner back at home and he is like an amazing guitar player. Mm -hmm. His name's Josh and he's just like the best noodler yeah. of just jamming I've ever met, I think. And uh, he's all self-taught and learned it all in like five years. Like he just like buckled down and was like, I now play guitar. <laughs> and so like hyping him up because I think he's amazing. But it's great for me because now I don't have to play the ukulele. Exactly. <laughs> They're a little match made in heaven. You don't have to learn guitar. You don't. Nope. You just He can follow you around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. That is. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Especially like co collaboration. Do you guys write songs together or? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, direct co collaboration with songs. We haven't like, we haven't sat down and wrote an entire song together yet. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yeah, he's like, helped me with like bits and pieces. Um, but generally the way it goes is like, I'll write a song and I'll kind of come up with some chords and then he'll come in and like either give me better chords that like better match what I'm singing. Um, and then he'll come up with some cool like riffs that go in there or he's also a poet. Mm -hmm. Um, and so words, he's a real word master. And so he'll just like come in and then be like, this is my idea. This is kind of the general thing. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, how about, you know, how about instead of this, this, because this is what this makes me think of. And then I'm like, ah, oh, great insight, babe. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess there's cl like collaboration in that way. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm.
So now, uh, are you in the process of recording or? Well, kind of. I always feel like I'm kind of, well, um, hmm, let me think about this. Recording is, uh, I still find it a little intimidating because I, first of all, don't have like a band. (laughs) And um, only in the last few weeks I've started like consistently jamming with Josh and another guy uh, named Connor and we have some some potential ideas and plans of us taking this forward um and creating a band because i don't know it's just like this part of me that feels like just me and the ukulele isn't quite enough to just have recorded mm-hmm. um maybe one or two songs sprinkled in but, yeah. but not a full-length album exactly exactly so um i've been trying to find other musicians to play with me um and then also just like put a song in a form that I'm like, okay, this is the way I want it to be recorded because I just feel like I fluctuate with how I play songs so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they aren't written, like they aren't set in stone or in any sort of recorded way. So I'm a live artist. It's just whatever I perform is what my music is. Um, and then, um, besides like the very few videos that I used to put out of the new songs I would write, like, there's no way for other people. They're like, well, there was a little blip. That was just a little experience, you know, a little mindful presence. You got to be there. <laughs> um, You're just setting a baseline of what to expect. Yeah. 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 So I got to like, yeah. So anyways, I'm trying to hone that in because recording is important to be a musician and to continue your journey forward. And like my next goal, I think for next summer is to just try and play at some festivals. Um so that's kind of my larger goal. And so recording is, is you got to have at least one freaking song on Spotify or yeah. whatever. That's a necessary step. Yeah, it is. And it's just like, I don't know why there's such a mental roadblock between me and doing that because so many of my friends are musicians and they're all doing it. Like, so why can't I? That's your new stage anxiety. Uh-huh. It's the recording process. Yeah. Yeah, it's the new zone. Yeah. So. The new thing to conquer. Mm-hmm. No, that's dope, though. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully soon. I mean, I I know people who are able to record me in mm-hmm. Nanaimo and Victoria, and even here. I mean, there's they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um. So just... Just got to bite that bullet. Do it. Commit. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You mentioned that you kind of traveled a lot and bust all around the world. Mm -hmm. Any interesting uh, spots that you recommend checking out? Yes. Other spots not to check out? (laughs) Yes. So, um, hot spots. The good spots to go and busk or where at least I had success. Prague in the Czech Republic they love music and the arts um huge fans of street performers um their busking information is like very easy to find which is not common with cities usually you have to go through like at least seven click here links before you find any sort of information but no Prague is super open um and 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 people will give you money which you know like for me busking that's not really what it's all about like I said before, like the whole 
haven't recorded because I'm, I like to play my music live. Like that's entirely what busking is. It's just simply standing on a corner singing and then people can either stand and listen and enjoy it or they'll just walk by. So it's like the most organic form of music of just like putting yourself out there and being like, Hey, other humans, I can play these songs. Do you like, (laughs) um, but so yeah, I really like Prague, Czech Republic. There was even one time I was sitting in like a, a window, um, in our, uh, Airbnb thing that we were staying at and just kind of practicing and playing and like construction workers stopped working and they were just like listening to me and then they clapped afterwards and it was just this really cool like I was you know I don't know it's just really nice all music experiences in Prague were really nice um also in um Crete in Greece that was a really cool busking time um Yeah, it was just fun. I think that was just fun because it was kind of a unique place. Um, and then the few people that did like hang out and and whatever, they were good folk. Mm-hmm. However, you, oh, go ahead. Uh, however, yeah, I was just gonna say like there and um, in um, Budapest, people won't like look at you. Like you get a lot of side eye if they're not interested, or even if they're like trying to check you out because people are very like stone. Like they don't smile. Which I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. But I, so everyone's just like somber on the street and then they'll like give you side eye. And you're like, should I leave? But but yeah, so yeah, that also kinda happened in Crete. But I don't know. It was just fun. Yeah. Did you have travel plans when you went out? Like you were hitting up specific spots or did you just make it up as you go went on like as you went along while you were out there? Um, there was like an outline of where we were going, but it wasn't really based around music or anything. It was just whenever I had free time, I would go out and play and, and do that. So I've, I've busked in uh, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Italy, Greece, Mexico. So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a better tour than most folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a busking tour, mm-hmm. that seems to be your uh, your whole aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love busking. <laughs> that's my favorite. I was a part of um, Fringe Festival in Nanaimo. And that's I did like one show that was like official on a stage. But every other time they were just like, just go out into the street and put a poster behind you and, and play. I was like, you got it. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> so you just need a really good like word of mouth PR guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that way you don't have to record. You don't have to put together a a festival package or anything. Yeah, Just exactly. show up, start playing outside. Yeah, front gates, <laughs> gate crew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's all right. I like it because I also don't put a lot of emphasis on music. Like, um, it seems kind of like a casual gig for me. Um which is a pretty comfortable spot to put it because then, you know, I'm still like working other jobs to like afford living and things. So there's no, not like a lot of pressure on it. It's just simply for fun still. And just, yeah. So that's. It keeps it the reality of the situation in check. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And like, I don't like for busking example, um, 
when you when you go out busking with the intent of purely making money, it's very easy to get caught up in how much is in the case. Exactly. How much is in that case? Oh, who's that asshole who just listened to me for 10 minutes and then walked away or like, you know, I've had people have their cases being stolen full of money and it's just like so it's it can be a really it can be a really dampening spirit um the dampening of the spirit when you're out busking but i yeah so just like really trying to keep it into perspective of just i just love to sing um and busking is really just practicing yeah you know if no one's around i'm gonna make up songs or i'm gonna completely bomb or you know like just you never know so it's it's just really relaxed and then sometimes you can also meet some really cool people through it People who like sit down and listen and especially playing out in the, at the marina, um, in Nanaimo, you know, there's tons of sailors passing through and, and it's great when Albertans come through. So they're like, are you from Nanaimo? I'm like, no, I'm from central Alberta. And they're like, oh, me too. And then we can bond over the prairies and, oh, Sylvan Lake or whatever. (laughs) So, yeah. It's a nice way to connect with people, which is another thing I just love doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be really nice. It gives you just access to the public all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And if people are willing or down for that connection, then it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You meet the other chatty Cathy's in the world. Mm. <laughs> sometimes good. Sometimes you're like, okay, man, like I'm, I am still playing right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Busking. Everyone should try busking, I think, as a musician. Just put yourself out on the street. See what happens. Yeah. Red Deer, you don't need a license. No. For people who are listening to this in Red Deer, you don't need a license. Which is which is rare when I'm learning. Many places require licenses. Do you always have to buy them? Hmm. What's your risk factor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what would be the fine? I don't even know. No. Like in Nanaimo, you're supposed to technically buy a busking license and uh, it's like 40 or 50 bucks for the year. Um, and then you get a little name tag you put on your case. <laughs> you're like, I paid my fees to play on the street. But, another, another scam. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of your government. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. I think a police officer could potentially come up to you and be I've heard some people say like they'll take the money that you've earned Ooh. or or fine you or, or or something, but I haven't had any issues with with the law yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever busked? Have you ever done that? Not uh yeah. We used to do it yeah, unofficially as well. Mm-hmm. Mostly get paid in because when we were like 17, 16, 17, yeah. before we could go to bars or anything, we would just go downtown Charlottetown and set up on a corner and yeah, basically just get drunk. Actually, the timing of that is good because drunk people are very generous. Yes. Yeah. So you catching people walking from one bar to the next, you end up with suddenly you got 20 bucks and half a pack of cigarettes. And right. that's just like what at yeah. that age, it's like, this is the best thing ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go yeah. smoke in the park now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, that's so true. One time I've had I've had people like give me booze. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Someone will be like, 
drinking, walking down the street, and they'll just like put a can in my case. They're like, you're doing great. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. <laughs> anything, anything, anything is appreciated. Yeah. Anyone ever throw trash in there or get shitty people? Um, I've never had trash thrown in. I've had, okay, some of the things I've been given as a busker. Mm-hmm. Um, potted flowers. <laughs> yeah, okay. these teenagers, they were like, we didn't have any cash. And so we went out and bought you flowers. And I was like, well, that's very sweet. That's like, I mean, that's so sweet of you. But like, I don't understand your thought process. Yeah, yeah. Now I have to carry this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, great. It was a cute little scene set up. Um, I was given a Hot Wheels car. Some guy came up to me and he was like, this is a limited edition Hot Wheels car. <laughs> was it in the package? Yes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah. And he's like, you can either keep this or sell this. I was like. Thank you. I think I still have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that might be the best payday. I know. I was like, wow, a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> I wasn't even a Hot Wheels kid. So I was like, ooh, okay, I'll do some Googling on this. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. Um, some business cards that got me shows, which, you know, in turn had other, yeah, networking. So that's been cool. Those are kind of the big ones. Um, been given flowers. Oh, someone drew me flowers. They like drew me a little oh, picture. Another, the another other day. busker. Um, no, a guy just walking down the street. He like he stood in front of me and like patted down his pockets. Like it's like I would love to, but I can't. It's like okay, well, that's okay. That's not my whole purpose of this, but you know. And then uh, he walked away and then he came back a little bit later and he's like, I don't have any money, but I drew you a picture of a flower. And I was like, well, well, that's so sweet. Like, I just, that's, yeah. My purpose out there is not to get things. So it's just whenever someone like puts in extra time and effort to going out of their way to do something like that, it's nice. Actually, when I was playing downtown Red Deer once um, in front of the Willow Collad (laughs) event center, um... (laughs) A person kept driving around the block and like listening to me <laughs> and uh and then she like handed me a beer out the window <laughs> yeah excellent red deer exactly <laughs> excellent excellent thank you so much <laughs> yeah it was uh it was awesome it was great she was like come here come here come here <laughs> what it's all one ways and everyone's yeah, fucking mad yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's just cutting laps around the like, block you're crazy but good crazy <laughs> Is this a nude? Thank you. <laughs> Seltzer. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yep. Better than beer. Mm. How do you find working at the uh, brewery? Did um. You... Sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead. Uh, it was good. I don't actually work there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do the open mic. I worked there for like nine months. Super fun. I, I've worked with youth and children basically since I was a child. Um, and so I was just looking for a break from that. I just wanted to hang out with adults and be able to wear whatever I wanted because I love playing dress up, um, and just like have full self-expression. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot of really good people that come into breweries. Generally, there's very few assholes. Mm -hmm. Most people are there just, just grab a beer. You know, it's the most (laughs) casual thing. Oh, let's go white something, get a beer. And, uh. I still don't know much about beer. I was uh, 
maybe not the best saleswoman in beer, mm-hmm. but I'm personable. So Fair. I can dodge, <laughs> dodge questions. <laughs> yeah. Redirect. Yeah. Hoppy, not hoppy. Oh, hops are so gross. Mm. Whoever is a fan of IPAs, I don't know why you exist. Yes. But I respect everyone. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, West Coast IPAers, a different fucking animal. <laughs> they. I don't even know how they down it. Like, it's just like, they're like, like baseline IPAs are so hoppy. Like the IPA at that brewery, I, I've never liked it. Mm-hmm. If you like the Mount Benson, bless you. Why? But, um, but then they're like double IPA. Oh, triple IPA. Like they just more, more, <laughs> more. <I'm> like, Why? <laughs> I like Rattlers. <laughs> Yeah, give me some juice. Yeah, give me a little juice in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe we just don't have a refined enough palates mm. <laughs> to appreciate. Yeah. I don't know how I, you would I, get I, to that point, though. I don't know. Maybe dropped as a child. Maybe. Something. <laughs> <laughs> My thought goes to, like, you have to smoke cigarettes so that your, like, taste buds are already numbed. And then mm. you can, like, handle that intense hop flavor but like smoking is more of a central alberta thing (laughs) (laughs) you don't have cigarette connoisseurs out in nanaimo (laughs) Mm. well maybe just like the edgy musicians downtown fair but they also aren't drinking the double ipas (laughs) give me a pabst (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, what do you find is the biggest difference between nanaimo and red deer Okay, this is a crazy thing because there's very few. Nanaimo is the red deer of the island. It's the same <laughs> size. It's the it's the mid city in between Vancouver and Victoria. Red deer, Edmonton, Calgary. Mm-hmm. It's a little pass through place. Like Nanaimo, or sorry, Red Deer is Gasoline Alley for a lot of people. Nanaimo is like the ports. You know, you got to get on and off the ferries there. Um, so it's like kind of disappointingly similar. <laughs> <laughs> I moved out there. I was like, fuck you, Red Deer. I'm out of here. I'm going to go to the BC version. <laughs> oh, it's cozy here. Why yeah. Is so familiar. Like, why am I so comfortable? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but but I guess they're, they're still weather yeah. weather is different it is warmer that's really nice winters i don't actually know who has the better winter because here you get sun there you get rain and also snow um um and i and i've learned that i actually really need sunshine seasonal seasonal depression real thing oh. <laughs> the entire city the entire coast Everyone goes into a seasonal depression. Oh, joy. And then you just like, and then, you know, all my friends are artists, which are sometimes the most mentally unstable people. To begin with. Yeah, to begin with. (laughs) And then we all like go into holes and then suddenly everyone's like releasing these like home recorded songs or new songs are coming out and you're just like, ooh, if I had the capacity, I'd reach out and see if you were okay. But I unfortunately relate to your song too much. (laughs) 
hit me where it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, come February, March and the sun comes back and everyone's like, oh my God. And then it's the best. But, um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's kind of the main differences. The, the music scene out there, less country. Yep. Less, uh, um, more in Nanaimo specific. There's a lot of like alternative grunge, punk, rock, psychedelic rock, basically drugs, rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so not more of that, but. And then, yeah, folk music is pretty big out there. I mean, there's all kinds of music out there. It's If I'm going to start going to the whole island, it's it's filled with musicians. It's very... Victoria is quite the hub. Yeah. Um, Do you get up to Victoria often? Um, A little bit. I... Uh, for a good chunk of my time living in Nanaimo, I didn't actually have a vehicle. Because um, I kept forgetting to check the oil and i broke my car oh no yeah ran or dry yeah that's a bad one yeah it was it was a bad one and it actually happened last summer i came to alberta um josh and i did a road trip up here and we were going to take my car and my car died a week before going to alberta i want to go home (laughs) and so anyways um so anyways i was on a bike in boston did that kind of lifestyle for a good chunk so only recently I've had my own wheels to, to travel around and yeah. So yeah, I got to see Victoria's nice. It's yeah. It's good to go there every now and then. I don't get there very much though. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Have you had a favorite show that you've played? Mm. Um, yes. Well, but I think my most favorite, it wasn't really a show show. It was just like, (laughs) it was another one hit wonder at an open mic. Um, And it was at a festival actually earlier this summer. And um, it was a festival that I attended before in in the summer previous. Um, They had this jam space and I had to convince the guy to let me play because they were shutting it down. And I was like, please, man, I've been here for three days. I haven't played yet. Just one song. And then it was a great time and it was like amazing. And then flash forward to this summer, I showed up and the guy's like, hey, you you need to close the open mic this time. That's now your spot. Huh. I was like, I'm honored. Thank you so much. Um, so that was just a really cool uh, experience to be at a music festival and someone being like, no, no, you're the closer for the jams because that's, it was just so good. Um, and so then this year we did my song called The Fall and... Um, there was like tons of musicians on stage. I want to say there was probably like 15 of us. There was like congos, drums, bass, tambourine, spoons. I think someone's playing saxophone. Like it was just this mix match of a jam. Keys. And I'm like, okay, guys, the song is three chords. It repeats the whole time. And I'll do gestures. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and so, yeah. And then I just like... Oh, man. I mean, we're at a festival and everybody's having a great time and doing all sorts of fun things to alleviate your experience. And then it just like opened up a portal and everyone was just suddenly like in this jam and this song and the song was ended up being like 10 minutes long. And I'm so thankful that a friend got it on recording. But I felt like I was channeling some like Janis Joplin, like just like crazy and like yelling and dancing and I'd play and then I wouldn't and I like ended it with like shaking on the ground doing this like kind of like exorcist sort of thing <laughs> and I was just like ah 
and I'm crying and other people are crying. And yes, it was just like this really moving and this really, really, really awesome time that I just, that has now struck a chord with me. I'm like, you know what? That is just so good. I need to keep doing music. And that was that. (laughs) Next year then, close it out again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope to just have like a full, a full set or something like just. Yeah. Just get me on the festival. Yeah. Get me in there. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to (laughs) pay. Put me on the lineup, please. Yeah. You don't even have to pay me. Just, I just want to play. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I just want to play. What did you do for your birthday? Nothing. Oh, you, but you just went for dinner and yeah, basically had a few drinks. For dinner? Just down to OJ's. There's nothing. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> it's a thirty-second birthday on a Wednesday. I'm not. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm not a huge uh, on celebrating my birthday. Anyways, mm. it's one of the few days. I think just because I, I've lived away from like when I first moved here, I didn't know anyone, mm-hmm. and then I just spent so much time on my own that I really Canada day and my birthday are the two days of the year where I really tried to just turn my phone off and go on an adventure by myself and mm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I've had fun doing that over the years. And then this year I just, you know, I've been working this week and getting into it. I was just kind of run down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Another day in the bank. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a little foggy this morning either way. So it's like, okay. <laughs> when did you move out here? It would have been 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's coming on 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this summer I went home and spent a couple months with the family. Right. Because every other year, just whatever company I was working for, you know, you get like, oh, here's your two weeks vacation. And it's like, oh, thanks. This- yeah. It's just not. And to go that far, like it's. It was never enough Mm because you're just on a whirlwind of trying to see, uh, you know, everyone. Yeah. You know, just nothing relaxing about it. Yep. So last year wasn't too bad because we had a cousin's. My cousin was getting married like the day after I arrived. So I got to rip the bandaid off and see the whole family in one shot. Yeah. And then my grandmother's birthday was at the other end. So I got to see everyone again before we left. And that was, that was nice then. But then it just, I just went home for two months and it's like, oh yeah, I know this way better. Yeah. You can go out and spend an afternoon with someone or, you know, go to the beach, hang Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Have a new day. Exactly. The recovery days. Yeah. No, I totally relate to that since moving, since moving away. Like my, all my family's here. My sister's in Grand Prairie. My parents are in Red Deer. And so it's just having that ability to like, yeah, relax. Because, you know, you want to see everybody. People want to see you. But then also just, like, the amount of time and effort it goes into, like, planning all the hangouts. And you're like, okay, oh, just, so you in the morning, you in the afternoon. We'll go out drinking this night. I'll be hungover for this. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just start forcing it. You're like, oh, we have to. We, like, look at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's no fun either. Yeah. So. No, it's good. appreciate it. Do you ever feel like you live a double life when you go back? Opposed to here? No. No, I think that's always been, um, I've always just been pretty honest with myself. And so, you know, I, the one thing that I've always been aware of is that I feel like any of my close friends here or any, any close friend that I have would get along with another group of friends that I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they would just gel 
one way or the other. Mm-hmm. There isn't really a folks or parts of my aspects of my life where I'm like, Oh no, you can't see that. Right. Like I need to keep that. Group A, group B. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's just whatever it is. Yeah. And honestly, it, it's weird because it wasn't intentional when I came out here uh, to get into stand-up. And it, growing up, it didn't really exist on the island. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could have went to Halifax or Moncton. There would have been a right. scene over there. But on PEI specifically, other than maybe like one-off shows or just for laughs coming to the Confederation Center, I didn't, you know, either I was too young, but I also never heard of anything and wasn't aware of anything so when i came out here and realized that there was a little scene in red deer and then edmonton and calgary as well Mm -hmm. i was like man that is so exciting Mm -hmm. i was like that because that was just something that i never thought that i'd be have the opportunity to do honestly Mm -hmm. because up until that point i was playing music with the friends from high school and then moved out here and i wasn't really comfortable jamming with anyone which i I can't really say I regret now because I just replaced it with stand-up. So I just, you know, dumped all that time and energy into that. And that was the perfect creative outlook or outlet uh, for just an individual. Yeah. Because then I, you know, I didn't have to, you know, schedule a band practice or, you know, carry a guitar around. Totally. Just show up to shows and, yeah, do you know, thing. yeah, learn, learn the process. Met a, a bunch of fantastic people along the way mm-hmm. so i appreciate that and now it's nice when because like it was there and they have open mics on you know around town it seems like there's a lot of shows people are doing shit so mm-hmm. it's like oh it's cool that it's a thing there now and i can go back and participate it participate in it with everything that i learned out here yeah so i really appreciate that yeah for sure yeah and then of course everyone's like oh well let's let us know when you have a show and, you know, pull the family and friends out and yeah. everyone can make an evening of it. Yeah. So now nah, I don't really feel like I've got a, a double life, double life. Mm. yourself. Do you feel that way? Mm. Maybe just in the sense of like moving away from here is still like semi-fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, like coming back home this time like last summer I'd only been away for a year and I'd been visiting a few times in between. So it was all very like, you know, somebody, everybody seemed very like caught up in what I was doing. Um, but now it's like, it's interesting in the sense of like, I've, I grew up here, spent a huge chunk of my life in this town and like my roots are so deep in all my friendships and things. And now I've like done things and seen places that I would have never gone or like, Um, you know, my friends here that I did everything with were not a part of those experiences in any sense. And so sometimes it can feel like a weird bit of a double life of just, I have, I still have a really nice, comfortable nest in Red Deer to come back to. Mm -hmm. And I'm also now starting to build a nest in Nanaimo. So it's just neat to have like, oops, two nests to, to fly in between. But as for the whole, like, friends and and getting along and stuff i think i think that everyone would get along as well mm-hmm. as much as i could bcers really fucking hate sometimes alberta <laughs> <laughs> bizarre bizarre i don't know i don't know why the flack it, well uh, it's, it's, it's stereotypes right <laughs> exactly it's all entire 
stereotypes. Yeah, you you only ever hear or see of like the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. But then you know, then there's just other <laughs> times where it's like, oh yeah, no, that's a stereotype for a reason. That <laughs> is exactly true. what it is. Yeah, no, that actually is correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talking about Calgary Stampede. I love talking about Calgary Stampede with people in Alberta or in BC. <laughs> yep, that is an activity. Yeah, you go. That is a thing. <laughs> there is no shame. No, no, no. You find a cowboy hat. You find <laughs> two boots, and you go boot scoot boogie. <laughs> you do that for however many days the Calgary Stampede is. Yeah. Turn yeah. into a blur, and then just. Yeah. Put the costume back in the closet till next year. Till next year. Yeah. Yeah. We all got a little yeehaw. <laughs> I think that was the probably one of the weirdest revelations for myself was like realizing that like <laughs> cowboys were a real thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. I didn't know any cowboys growing up. Right. What does that mean? Too many tricks on the horses. Well... I was in these horseback riding lessons and we were supposed to be learning like equestrian as that kind. Yeah. Like the really rigid, (laughs) uptight, the fancy one. Yeah. English. Yeah. English riding. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to be a Western. I wanted to be a bull. No, not bull riding, but I like wanted to like do the barrel racing and and wear the big huge belt buckles and stuff but that was not this vibe and um and then i went to the circus and saw people standing on horses and i was like you can do that so then i tried to do that and then my instructor calmly told my mother that i was no longer allowed to come (laughs) because i was too big of a risk probably ah yeah yeah insurance doesn't cover that (laughs) trick riding yeah i'm like i'll do a handstand she's like no you won't (laughs) that's really did you have any desire to continue or, you know? Um, no, like, I, I don't think so. I just I was getting pretty bored of just riding around in circles, doing these little tiny jumps. I was like, let's raise, raise the jumps up higher. And she's like, you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ugh. Okay. You're right. moving too slow. Yeah. So no, I just, so then I just did the, the dance thing. And that was, that was way more fulfilling. Costumes, makeup, lights, sounds. Shell written all over it. Perfect. Yeah. The whole per- performance aspect. Yeah. More glitter and sparkles, the better. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you got a show on Ross Street patio this afternoon? Um, I have a sh- on the patio. It's on Friday. Oh, okay. Today I'm playing at Paradise Plaza for like some short little busking sets for uh, Vinyl Den. Pretty low key, but yeah. still... Paradise Plaza is that uh, down by the river? It's no, it's um, it's on Forty Ninth Street, I think. On like, do you know Imperial Block? Yeah, yeah. right across from the Willico Land. <laughs> yeah. I think that name is so funny. It's fun to say. It's fun to say. <laughs> I was a little stoned with my parents last night. We were just like trying to remember how to say it. We were like Willico Lucala, <laughs> it was really it was great. It was a great time. <laughs> But uh, anyways, we, uh, so it's in front of there, just outside in front of the, the store because they're doing a market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a market in there. Nope. Me neither. But apparently it's really nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find Red Deer has so many just 
little things tucked away. Yeah. yeah and, and unless you go looking for it or, you know, mm-hmm. someone who knows the password, then. <laughs> yep. Where's the gatekeepers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And yeah. And then Ross Street Patio, which will be really fun um, for like three hours. So be ready to just hang out, pass through. And then I'm playing at my friend's wedding. Oh, that's fun. But she doesn't know this yet. Oh. So, is this your cool. wedding gift to her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I haven't played at a wedding yet. A new new box to check. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And then, what is your perspective on what you're trying to do with your music and your art? Hmm. I think what I'm trying to do is well I mean a lot of times my songs are just talking about myself and my own experiences and the way that I curate my songs is I'll go through something and then it's almost like it's almost like if it was a book the song is the final chapter so I can close it and be like done with it and then I've like processed it or whatever and so I'm not really sure what I'm just trying to do with it but I guess just share myself and then um if you like it or can relate then that's that's a beautiful thing um but i just i just want to i just want to play i just want to sing i just want to be creative um i have very little desire to like be famous or or like even have a fan base or whatever like i think that's why i'm so okay with like not recording and people being like when when are you going to record? When, are you, when can, I want to listen to your music all the time. And it's just like, well, I don't want you to listen to my music unless I'm literally singing it to you because it's, it's, it's really just like showcases, like how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, how the environment is. It's such like, it's a performative piece every single time. Um, so I guess like, yeah, with, with the direction of my music, it's mostly just like, I just want to keep playing and I want to keep it creating really, um, special moments for people. And I just want to be able to be so much of myself and be so authentic that, um, and be able to like channel that through that people can just like, I don't know, hopefully relate or take something away from it. Cause, cause that's, that's all it is. It's just, I don't know. The music is, the music is in me and I just want it out. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the whole capitalist world, it's nice to make money to fucking live. So if I can make a few few bucks off of it, cool. If I can cover my rent with music, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm successful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Regulars Anonymous. If you want to find out more about our guests, please check the bio below for all their links and information. Thank you for supporting by subscribing and following the show. I might see you out there and have no idea who you are.